Hi, and welcome to Population Health Plugin, a show highlighting current public health topics in our community and things of interest to students across the university. My name is Elena Kidd, and I am a program manager in the Office of Public Health Practice at the UAB School of Public Health. Today, we are joined by Dr. Rachel Lee, who is an assistant professor in the UAB Division of Infectious Disease. Dr. Lee completed medical school at the University of Alabama School of Medicine, her residency at UAB in Internal Medicine, and fellowship at UAB in Infectious Diseases, Quality and Patient Safety. Dr. Lee is an expert in all things infectious disease related, ranging from the spread of infectious diseases like the flu to infection prevention and control. She's here today to talk to us about the flu, flu pandemics, and the flu vaccine. Thank you for being here today. This is a very timely podcast with October being the start of the flu season and 2018 being the 100 year anniversary of the 1918 flu pandemic, um, which was one of the deadliest, I think, disasters um, and infectious disease epidemics in history, killing an estimated 50 million worldwide. And I know that last year, the flu season seemed to be a little worse than normal, but technically it still wasn't considered a flu pandemic. So what are some of the differences between the seasonal flu and a flu pandemic like the one in 1918? Right, great question. So the seasonal flu is typically circulating viruses that we've seen before. So the 2017-18 season was actually H3N2, which was in our vaccine. They're still trying to sort out why this was such a terrible epidemic, which is increase in numbers of something that in the United States or in a single area. Um, and they're trying to figure it out, but they think that when they created the vaccine in the eggs, that there were small changes in the vaccine production and the antigens. And so then the vaccine that was produced um, was not as an exact match to what was circulating. It was still 40% effective though. And unfortunately, uh, only about 37% of um, the United States was vaccinated. In, um, in contrast to what an epidemic is or seasonal influenza, a pandemic is when you have something called antigenic shift. And so this is when these flu viruses kind of re reassort together to create a new virus that no one has ever seen before. And that's happened about four times in history in 1918, in 1957, 1968, and then most recently in 2009 with the swine flu pandemic. And with, I guess, four now that we've known about in the past, how likely is another pandemic to happen in the future? I mean, I think there's, it's always likely that we'll see another pandemic. The question is, what will be the impact of such a pandemic? And I think that's where we're a little bit concerned of, you know, what if we had another 1918 pandemic? Because I don't know if we're 100% prepared for something like that. But we, you know, as you can see, we have, we have improved somewhat in, in our response, especially with the 2009 swine flu pandemic. We were able to respond within about 30 weeks to create a new vaccine and to be able to prepare it. And what would be some of the challenges facing public health and the medical community in the event of a flu pandemic in the future? So if we had a flu pandemic similar to the 1918 pandemic, um, I think a lot of our issues would be resources. So if it hit the same number of people, you know, would we have enough vaccine to, or to create a vaccine quick enough and then have enough people vaccinated before it spread? Would we have enough uh, personal protective devices so that we're not coughing on others? Um, and, you know, would a hospital be able to absorb that many patients if they had seasonal or if they had this pandemic flu because it can be pretty detrimental like what happened in 1918. Right, and I know 1918 they were setting up like schools and other community 
areas as basically hosp temporary hospitals because they right. had run out right. of so much space. Right, exactly. And so would we be able to do that? And I think, you know, in some areas like in Jefferson County, we've done a lot of work to be able to um, figure out if we are prepared for a pandemic. And there's a lot of sharing of knowledge and um, and working within the community within some smaller um, hospitals as well as larger ones like UAB. That's very reassuring. <laughs> and there's a lot of information out there from health departments, hospitals, the CDC about how individuals can help prevent the spread of the virus. So practicing good hand hygiene, washing your hands, covering your mouth and nose when you're coughing, when you're sneezing, staying at home when you're sick, but it still seems like there's a lot of hesitation from individuals around the flu vaccine. So who should get the flu shot? I hear a lot of times like, I'm young, I'm healthy, I don't need to get it. And when is a good time to get a flu shot? So right now is a great time to get a flu shot. I try to aim at the end of October, uh, right when the seasons change, because it's just a reminder, oh, it's getting colder, we're gonna see more flu. Mm -hmm. Everyone should get a flu shot. And the CDC recommends if you're over the age of six months, then you should get a flu shot each year. Last year, with the number of deaths that occurred um, of the children that died, 80% of those did not get a flu vaccine. Okay. And so if there, is, if there is a way to prevent that um, with a simple shot, then I think it's worth it. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of this feeling of invincibility when you're young. Um, and I feel like that too. I'm overall healthy. I don't take any medicines. Um, but I'm still as much at risk as anybody else to get flu. Um, and I work in a hospital, and so I have to protect my patients, and I have to protect my staff um, and protect myself from flu, and that's why I, I recommend getting it. And even if you get the flu shot um, and still get the flu, that it still provides some safety, right? right. Some type of protective measures. Right. And um, there's a myth going around that you can get the flu from the flu shot, but it is an inactivated virus vaccine. So that means you can get a sore arm for sure. You may get a low-grade fever um, at the time of that, but that's actually your immune response um, to the vaccine. That means that you're creating antibodies to protect yourself against that. Whereas if you had real flu, you would have fevers, chills, muscle aches, um, and it would last a lot longer. Um, but yes, you definitely need um, flu vaccine and it really does protect you. And there's no way to get the flu from the flu vaccine. Yes, let's repeat that. <laughs> there is no way to get the flu from the flu vaccine. Okay, and it's important to get it every year. Yes. Um, is that, why is that? Why is it important to get it every year instead of just getting it once and then not getting it for like, you know, six years later? Right, so every year the CDC is surveilling what is going on in the Southern Hemisphere, and then they will take those circulating viruses that are causing an illness in places like Australia, and then they will put that into a vaccine. So every vaccine that you get each year has a slightly different virus structure, um, and um, maybe like H3N2 or H1N1. And so there are multiple different viruses that go into making the vaccine. So every year they ch slightly change it to help predict what they think is going to cause um, infection each year. Okay. And that's going into kind of like, I guess my next question is how the flu vaccine is determined each year and what's the process like for creating that flu vaccine? The process is painfully long in my opinion. Um, so beginning like early in the like 2018, so around January, this is the time where other, like the Southern hemisphere is having their flu season. So they'll start surveilling it. They'll start typing those viruses. And then somewhere around, uh, I believe, May or June, they'll start pr producing this virus. And the way that they produce, um, produce the vaccine is through egg-based technology. And so it takes about 20 to 26 weeks to grow up the vaccine. 
So if we had a pandemic, it would take that long to be able to create a new vaccine, which is not ideal. Um, and so once you've grown, grown up everything, then they combine them into one vaccine and then you get your vaccine at Walmart or Walgreens or um, at Student Health. And where can people go to learn more about the flu and the flu vaccine? I know there's a lot of information out there and not all of it is necessarily the most medically accurate. But where's good resources for people to go to? I, I think the CDC is the best. They have multiple types of information that you can get, and podcasts and things like this, such as this. Um, so it's I think it's www.cdc.gov forward slash flu. It's got information for health professionals, information for non-health professionals, um, and information for families if they have if you have children. Um, it's just a really great overall website that um, kind of goes through it. And then if you really want to dive deep into the research, it's there too. Thank you so much for being here. It was great learning more about the flu, flu pandemics, and how we can help prevent the spread of the flu. And thank you for listening. Please tune in next time for another episode of Population Health Plugin.